0: Today we're talking about sensitive topics in media. Specifically, we're talking about how Superhot VR removed references to self-harm after many years of being out in the wild. We're talking about decisions around when to include it, when to remove it, and how to approach sensitive topics in general in media. Welcome to Head Mounted Destinations. This is a podcast about VR and VR game development. We provide our perspective as developers and give you a peek behind the curtain into how these games are made. I'm Matt. I'm a gameplay programmer and with me in the same room for the very first time recording. It's your friendly neighborhood host and game designer, Carlos, in the same room. (laughs) This is the first time we've recorded this podcast in the same room. And if the audio sounds weird, that's why. But uh, yeah, we hope this is a good listen. I know I'd love
1: to talk about the fact that super hot devs had to take suicide. They didn't even have to take suicide out of the game. They chose to take suicide out of the game as a mechanic. It's not even a super important mechanic. It's like mostly a cutscene mechanic and also a more intuitive way to quit a virtual reality type experience to sort of inception like
0: kill oneself to leave the dream. Right, so the specific thing is there's a moment in the beginning of the game where it's introducing mechanics to you. It says, you know, grab this gun, shoot this guy, punch this guy, whatever. And then it gives you the gun and says, like, prove yourself. And you have to shoot yourself in order to continue with the game story. And it's it's not really like a, a key mechanic, but it plays into the story, I guess, where the story is you're being approached by this shadowy organization that Deals with like VR. It's like
1: government mind control stuff. Like MK Ultra was like one of the experiments that definitely influenced at least some aspect of the lore of this game. And like you're some sort of hitman that's been like hired by the government. And now they're like, Hey, we're done with this hitman. We need you to like take care of yourself. And one of these scenes is like the gun that you grab and you turn on yourself, but another one has like a helicopter crashing into you. Another one has you like walking almost Richie's plank experience like off a ledge and like even then it's still kind of more of this on rails thing but the point I do want to make towards those who are like uncomfortable having it as a mechanic in general is like you can exit a level by shooting yourself in the head like it's technically just killing like it's you just dying but under the context that you died by your own hand a la like you know suicide as we all know it but In this virtual world, like not only are you already an abstraction of a person, but like that abstraction of a person might themselves be in virtual reality within the game that you're playing. Right. One way or another, it's like fake shooting yourself in the head, and it's the only time you'll ever be able to shoot yourself in the head. It's like in VR. I know it's kind of like weird and intense. I do agree in that like the player doesn't necessarily need to be forced to do this. And that's why I did like their initial implementation of the skip Self-harm scenes. Yeah. I, I forgot. should be an option. Right? I forgot we, yeah, we didn't bring that up at all. There was an update. So there was an update. I don't know how long ago, but it was like some time ago that allowed you to disable these like self-harm scenes. I don't know if it disabled the ability to like shoot yourself in order to like quit the level, but it did skip the cutscenes that were like prove yourself, blah, blah, blah. And you know that's cool i think that's fine and maybe Mm -hmm. even having that you know having those scenes disabled by default i would find that to be okay i personally am thinking like what has set precedent for this was no russian yeah okay call of duty modern warfare 2 we all know this scene it's like cemented its place in gaming history because of all the fervor that went around it and maybe this is me being kind of callous but i don't it didn't hit me and it, it was not as like, oh, like clutch my pearls. Like, I'm killing all these people. Oh. Like, I, uh, it did not hit me like that, but it certainly treated itself like that. And, you know, I respect that. Like. It knew it was asking you to do something, like, rough. It told you at the beginning of the game that, like, hey, this rough thing's going to happen. Like, do you not want this to happen? And I feel like that is enough warning, especially at the very beginning of the game. I think that's, like, more than enough warning to say, like, oh, this is going to be, like, an R-rated movie. Do I really want to go for it, or do I want to, like, take it easy? And... I don't know if that's how the super hot team, uh, implemented their fix because I was like never made aware of this change, but I think that is honestly the way it should have stayed. And that's why I think like internally I feel some type of way about it is because like they put in what felt like the best option for yeah. everyone. Yeah, literally is the best option. And then somebody else got their way like months later and now. As someone who cares about gaming history and preserving things to some extent, like we cannot have the original version of Super Hot anymore. If it, it literally is getting it gets updated out of existence. And who knows if they even have it on their own servers to then redistribute it. It might now just be some change list that will never come back.
0: You're right. Like we have the tools already to address these kinds of things. We have content warnings. We have options to disable problematic content. We have sliders to make games less spidery. <laughs> you know, we, we have the tools to do this, and they even implemented it into the game to have an option. That was the best solution. Better than having it in there mandatory. Better than having it removed mandatory. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Options are the best thing in the world. I, I guess it strikes me as, like, weird that it's framed as we removed references or elements of self-harm from the game where it's not really self-harm. Yes, you're you're taking a gun or an abstraction of a gun and putting it to your head and pulling the trigger, but it's within this, like, storytelling context. It's very abstracted. It's a- almost part of the fantasy of, like, being in this, like, inception, virtual reality, whatever. If you die in the game, you die in real life, except you don't die in real life. And it's, it's that context. It's not just like, ha-ha, like, kill yourself or... I don't know, simulating it's not simulating self-harm like I think it would be a different story if there was a game that was like cut yourself simulator. We have seen and it's very funny you mentioned that because we have seen a lot
1: of games uh, revolving around killing yourself, but like they're done in let's say like more colorful exaggerated ways, uh 5 minutes to kill yourself. Uh, one more recently that I think PewDiePie like funded to some extent. I think it's called like just kill yourself already. Basically, it's like you're put these games, these two titles, you're put under a time limit and you're rewarded for harming yourself. Now it's funny you mentioned self harm because. I would say that these games, like five minutes to kill yourself and the other title, these are actually games that are focused on self harm. You do not just like take yourself out in a single blow. You are racking up points for the uh, more extreme and outlandish ways that you can harm yourself. You're actively searching through the level for like unique things like, um, you know, those industrial sized paper cutters, printers, coffee makers, and you're like, you know, fucking chopping your hand several times, like smashing yourself in the face. You're not losing a limb you're just getting more and more bloodied and i would call that like way more in the like self-harm and or current day problematic sphere than you know just grabbing a a very minimalistically like low polygon count gun that's basically just this like remote control pointer clicker and then going boom and and hearing a shot like it is sure in vr and i feel like people who are newer to vr or don't understand vr could see that as like the easy like fox news like oh my god this is training killers and it's training suiciders but like for those who are more familiar with vr and have actually played it a fair amount it's really not even
0: close enough to like get to that point right i mean someone who's like contemplating i I guess this is the moral concern It's like someone who's contemplating suicide or has the potential to commit suicide is like if you are desensitizing them to this and exposing to this them to this and like it's a game where you're literally racking up points and it's glorifying self-harm it's like sort of a practice or them like exploring the fantasy and like that is potentially problematic but it just sort of reminds me of this is a larger debate that has happened in society of like you know, uh, for example, what is, what's the line between, like, pornography and just simple profanity or obscenity, right. right? Like, you can have art or media, whatever, that is obscene and tackles topics that maybe we wouldn't prefer to approach in polite society but aren't pornographic in nature. A game where that is, like, very explicit about, like, oh, this is all the ways you can harm yourself, that feels pornographic in nature. But a game that as like a single note in a story where it's trying to build and like hook into a specific milieu that other stories have, have approached and like is trying to hit this particular emotional note. I think that doesn't fall on, on like the problematic side of things, but like the argument about like what is pornography and what is simple obscenity, it's impossible to draw a line. It's kind of arbitrary and it's up to what is the current, you know, social climate at large? What are people accepting? What's sort of normalized? Um, So maybe there's an argument there of like we don't want to normalize any amount of self harm, but it just feels more like a a social signaling or like maybe the devs don't even want to have the question come up. They'd rather just skirt around it. Yeah, what you said is like pretty much a likely contender for
1: what's going down. Like, you know, in the VR space, most of the devs are on the like smaller side You have a very vocal online audience who can spread their message or awareness of whatever's going on, like, at such a frequency. Like, you're better off just removing the claymore than even, like, setting it up to accidentally walk in front of it. The thing is, though, like, how much are we losing because of it? Granted, they don't use that shoot-yourself mechanic much at all outside of the story purpose, so... Like, what are we losing with that? Because, I mean, as we're talking about this, I just start to think, like, huh, VR is the only place where I could, like, mutilate myself in fun ways that, like, actually is, like, more interactive and fun. And I don't want to hurt myself, but I like to play out fantasies that I can't play out in real life, a la hypersports and Mm -hmm. other stuff that we've mentioned. So, like... The Five Minutes to Kill Yourself game, I did actually play that uh a fair amount when I was like in middle school or whatever. That's when it was out on Miniclip or AdultSwim.com. And now I'm thinking like, oh, a VR version of that would be kind of fun. You know, I got to run around the room. And I guess Hotel R&R was a little bit like this, mm-hmm. uh, except you're wrecking the room rather than yourself. But you are getting beat up over time. but. VR is the only place where I could grab, like, a cartoony meat cleaver, hack my arm a couple times, and then, like, I don't know, stick it in a microwave or something. Very grotesque imagery right there. But, of course, like, to your point of, like, pornographic or or not, that's definitely leaning into, like, the more pornographic nature of it. And maybe that's what kind of deflates it a little bit. It's like, oh, this is so obviously, like, a joke as opposed to here's this one moment or I don't know, here's us approaching it in like a more realistic way. Like if, if super hot was like every level ends with you needing to kill yourself, that's definitely like a little weird. It's (laughs) less like, here's a impactful moment and more a, here's a sensitive subject that we're using as like some sort of easy, repetitive mechanic. And I don't think that's how it was implemented to begin
0: with. Yeah, no, that's a great point is it's useful in an artistic sense because it's not so repetitive. Um, And to your question before of like, well, what do we really lose by taking it out? No, we don't lose that much. You know, it's fine. And if the devs really want to not have it in there for whatever moral concern they have for themselves, that's fine. I think maybe the thing that comes up is like, do they feel the need to self-censor past what they'd prefer to or like that that becomes a little problematic of like are we just saying like oh we can't have any reference to whatever thing in media because of whatever social reason i don't know that's that's questionable what it makes me think of also like uh the walking dead onslaught There, there's a, a mechanic right where you can like cut up the zombies yeah. yeah dismember them or like carve into their flesh like it's very brutal and grotesque and there was a question in during that development of like is this too gross or like is this problematic mm-hmm. um and i mean that's a similar thing where you could argue that it's desensitizing people to mutilation or like violence like that i mean the same thing applies to any sort of gun violence or yeah like where do you draw the line i guess
1: yeah i think um days gone ran into that a little bit it's outside of vr of course but you know any violent game i think is going to get the at least a glance if not the ire of like several publications right in days gone i i don't know if this was really big but i do remember kind of being like a little hyper aware of like the newts uh those were the freakers that were adolescents uh so it's like the youngest of the enemies that you're gonna kill but uh in video games like the reason that was a problem is because you are not allowed to kill or harm children in video games, even if they are like NPCs or whatever. And I think that became a big meme with Skyrim or something at some point. But... In now this game, this post-apocalyptic biker game, uh, you are, you know, kind of taking them out by the classful to be very crass about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, they're definitely, they're horrid creatures. And much like the walkers in Walking Dead Onslaught, they are like grotesque, horrid, like, you know, human monstrosities. So I think that's like enough of a disconnect. But like in general, I feel like so much of this argument for me at least definitely a biased view sort of just keeps circling back to this like false think of the children plea that Mm. we always see on like Fox news or wherever else where it's just like, ah, this is like a simulator and it's going to like corrupt things and it's going to make people do things that they don't want to do. And it's like, if somebody was thinking of taking themselves out from this world, I don't think playing a a pretty fucking fun VR game is going to push them over the edge because in the middle of this fun VR game, they had to
0: grab the gun and, like, shoot themselves. No, no, definitely. I think that sort of bald, like, oh, this is a training simulator or, like, won't you think of the children argument isn't amazing. So there's this whole thing of like violence in video games. Is it increasing our tolerance to violence in society or whatever? And this has been going on for probably as long as video games have existed. Um, and then before then, it was like comics and whatever. But I personally, I actually don't fall on the side of where a lot of people who Work in games sit, which is like no, like games don't increase violence, it's not problematic, like I think it is problematic, probably like any violence in games is increasing society's tolerance to it i I think of the there's this anecdote of in World War one when they were training soldiers, they would use round targets, your very stereotypical red and white round targets for shooting practice um and then when it came down to it, soldiers would struggle to actually pull the trigger when they're firing on real people in combat. Uh, So in World War II, they switched to using person-shaped targets, and soldiers became much more able to actually pull the trigger during combat, but the rate of PTSD after the war increased a whole lot. So it's like the nature of things we do outside of actual violence can change the nature of how we act in these situations, so it's not just fun in games, right? I think how how we represent whether it's violence towards others or violence towards yourself or sexual things or any other sort of sensitive subject in games, I think it matters. but all that being said, is it problematic that super Hot uses one instance of like very stylized simulated suicide? Maybe not as much as a lot of other things. Yeah,
1: I agree. I understand if there are people uncomfortable with it and are feeling the need to look out for other people that may feel similarly, but ultimately yeah i just don't think it's like a huge issue to really focus on especially i don't know compared to just so many other things like happening both within the vr industry sphere then taking it out another layer to the game industry sphere and then if you really want to be like super i don't know cynical about all of it take then out of the game sphere entirely and it's like is being able to shoot myself in super hot really that big of an issue. And maybe that's kind of an asshole way to look at it because you really deflate any problem when you take it out that many layers. But even more realistically, I think within the layers we have, definitely this is not as big of an issue to me. And I hope that this isn't going to come off as a very harsh or uncaring type of, uh, episode or whatever. But it certainly just seems like, it seems like more of the focus could be put on either a different game, a different subject, or just something else entirely. And I really don't know how this came about, because, like, I guess I don't hyper-focus on, like, the super hot forums, but I never really saw anything, like, talking about this on the Steam reviews, like, whenever I would check it every now and then. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's, it is, it's just overall surprising to see pop up. I mean, it was very surprising to see the devs just like flat out say, you know, like we're taking this out. This is, this is our choice. We could be better. We're going to take it out. And it's like, dude, this game's been out for like what feels like five plus years. And like mm-hmm. you guys have released like two-ish games like since then. I get it. Like, you know, I never want to retouch a project more or less like after
0: it's done. You know, it's not a huge deal that they took it out just on on the bare face of like they've removed it. If they wanted to do that, that's fine. And even even laudable to a small degree, like, OK, sure, like you went back and you, you changed this thing that you had made because you changed, you know, your ethical standing like that's that's fine. I think the thing that really caught my attention, though, more than anything was like, I guess the wording around it. And I'm looking that up now, so I don't misquote it considering the sensitive time we're living in we can do better than that you deserve better we regret it took us so long this sort of wording really reminds me of like the sort of like self-criticism letters that like communist parties make their critics write it strikes me as really weird and like self-censoring but not not because yeah i don't know it's just it sounds at points very gun to the head type yeah there's clearly a very strong artistic sense that went into like the creation of the game and its aesthetic and its story. Like they were going for something and them coming back and revisiting it after so much time with phrasing like this really smells of not them having like an artistic, this actually doesn't align with our goals, but more just like, ooh, hope we don't get burned on like the social, yeah, hope the eye of Sauron doesn't, Turn towards us and this be become problematic and yeah. success later so let's just take it out now the
1: eye of Sauron being the twitter trending yeah, yeah every exactly. 24 hours hashtag super hot suicide and then you're like fuck yeah. it's like an episode of mythic quest <laughs> I've been watching <laughs> that recently it totally feels like the start of an episode of mythic quest like the devs are gonna walk into the room PR ladies like hey so Kotaku found out about the suicide mechanic and they're like oh great people are gonna really <laughs> (laughs) want to play the game and it's like uh jump cut the kotaku article and it's like
0: 13 people commit suicide after super hot being played (laughs) cue the theme music yeah i mean i guess i'd just say like personally when i'm thinking about the content that i want to make i tend to try to be mindful of those sorts of subjects of like how will people with other mindsets perceive this and like take it as you know It's just a media artifact. The dev doesn't come in the box and it can be consumed in different contexts. So just making sure that 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 it actually like represents what you want it to represent in all contexts. I don't know. That's the best we can do. Also, we need to be a little bit more mature and critical in the way that we consume media as a society. I think we should be able to have settings and stories that involve small uses of self harm like this, right? Like it's it's a cool narrative arc uh, and it's a cool setting and yeah the self harm is an integral to is not integral to it but it is a component it's a non zero component kind of i guess my parting thoughts on this topic is just that i
1: for good and bad am on the side of the author putting in what they want to their project to tell the story or give the experience that they are trying to create slash emulate and from there create options or pathways to allow a larger audience to experience the vision that you are then putting out there. Because that is the case where, to me at least, it seems like you're still marketable, which is important in our capitalistic society, And you are still maintaining some fair amount of creative integrity, which is important to our individualistic creative souls. And thus you get to satisfy the soulless, greedy corpo as well as the beautiful, full of life and energy self it's uh it's kind of weird so we're recording in the same room for the first time this has been entirely a show that's been made remotely through the power of uh what like discord and yeah this episode brought to you by discord yeah we're so hard sponsored (laughs) 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 we're hella sponsored by discord and uh google drive and wherever else you would store massive amounts of data uh, and our best friend Megan, our best friend Megan, who gets everything all over the place. I'm not going to elaborate on what Megan is unless you comment and ring that notification bell. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, no, it's very, it's definitely, I like it though. It's interesting. Um, on a logistical level, I don't know if any of this audio is going to sound good, but, uh, it's, it's cool. Definitely. So when we typically record, we don't do webcam or anything like that. It's strictly audio. Uh We might have the outline on one monitor and maybe a Discord window on another. Uh So now we are sitting in the same room. We have no face cam. We have actual face-to-face conversation and... I don't know. That's just, that's neat. I almost feel like the conversation is kind of easier to have because of it. And maybe that's because uh, rather than having to listen for that pause to then double Dutch jump in on, it's more like you can kind of see our body
0: sort of like settling in as we're like finishing a point or something like that. Yeah, I think that's that's a key thing is the nonverbal, just like also not going too long avoiding the rants maybe because like if you're with another person you have all that built in like you're like oh i better not rant too hard but if you're just sitting alone talking to a mic you know
1: yeah you're yeah if you're (laughs) i could see it being very easy and especially because i am the one who rants i can see it being very easy to just go off for like minutes at a time and i'm sure i've done that there's like a good uh tangibility to it. Like so you said, you know, being able to like read each other and know like, oh, I have been talking for quite a few minutes or something like that. There's something else to it too. I don't know what it is. It's not like a work thing, but it definitely feels like hmm, it like ugh, gosh I don't know. There's some sort of ethereal word that I, like, don't know yet that I need to learn to explain this correctly. But, like, when you and I are now sitting here, like, five or six feet apart from each other and talking, there's a very clear energy there that, like, we kind of have to roll into when we're doing the, like, normal recordings uh, whether that be like one of, you know, our goofy warm up games or just, you know, discussing things and getting a start on it. But with us kind of like, uh, coming to the room and just setting up the laptop and the microphone, it felt more like almost like, I guess, doing a game jam. Like it felt like, all right, let's get down to business. <laughs> <laughs> Don't copyright me Disney, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I like that though. I mean, I hope this bonus bite isn't just us going like me like you that <laughs> like the whole time. But yeah, it's cool. I'm definitely, I mean, as a note for like the listeners that like can't see us, I am definitely like not able to like just directly look at you the entire time. And I don't think that's how normal human conversation works anyway, right? We're not just staring at each other <laughs> like in the eye. Uh, but i do notice way more now when uh we are like myself and and or you like when we're getting really into a point because like the thousand yard stare like comes in and it's like oh shit he's on something <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: If you liked this episode of Head Mounted Destinations, please tell someone who you think you would like it about it so that we can spread. You can listen to the show on Spotify,
1: Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and if you want to see some video footage along the show, check us
0: out on YouTube. If you want to comment on this episode and how it sounded, or suggest future topics for the podcast, go to reddit.com slash r slash podcast and leave a comment on the latest post.
1: Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you at the next head-mounted destination.